This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Vancouver Consumer. I'm Sterling Fox. In just a few moments, we'll welcome back Marty Cherich, Mr. Broadway Jewelers no longer, who has news of some pretty amazing prices for gifts that matter this season. In our second hour, you'll meet Janine Carlson from Home Instead Senior Care. But first, here are some of the top consumer stories we're following this week. Another massive security breach with personal information of over 500 million guests hacked at the Marriott Starwood Hotel Group. The hack was discovered in early November, but apparently has been going on for several years, as far back as 2014. 327 million guest names, birth dates, gender, phone numbers, and hotel club membership information has been stolen, which is huge, right? No. For some of the remaining 177 million customers, the stolen information could also include credit card numbers and expiry dates. For others, the only release was limited information containing names and email addresses. Some of the hotel chains affected part of the Starwood Marriott Group, Sheraton, Weston, St. Regis, Le Meridien, and Element Hotels. Marriott says it will begin notifying affected guests with information in the Starwood database by email immediately. Marriott has offered to U.S., Canadian, and U.K. citizens a free year-long subscription to WebWatcher, which is a service that notifies consumers if there is evidence their information has been found on sites where personal information is shared. 500 million people is truly a shocking number. We're watching this story as it's far from over. Pre-sales of new condominiums are falling and expected to slow further because of the increase in the B.C. foreign homebuyer tax to 20% of a property's value and regulations for investors under B.C.'s new condo and strata assignment integrity register. Pre-sales of condos, which is a primary source of new rentals in Metro Vancouver, has already fallen 40% in the first half of this year, according to research from MLA Canada. The Vancouver Courier reporting condo developers rely on pre-sales to acquire construction financing, so a drop in buyers could lead to the cancellation of some new projects. A 12% increase in construction costs could also help derail metro condo buildings plans. CMHC rang in on this one. Their best case scenario is that starts of multifamily units in the metro Vancouver region will fall almost 4,000 units next year and then decline another 3,000 the year after in 2020. According to CMHC, the current metro region rental vacancy rate of 1.1% would barely rise to 1.3% over each of the next two years. But the average rent for a one-bedroom apartment will increase 16% to 1400 bucks a month by 2020. So no relief for beleaguered renters for the foreseeable future. Oh, and here's the latest on the romaine lettuce situation. Our federal government is advising the food industry not to import romaine lettuce from areas in the USA suspected of producing lettuce contaminated with E. coli. The Canadian Food Inspection Agency says it will also take steps to make sure products from areas identified by the American Food and Drug Administration are not being allowed into Canada. On Monday, the Food and Drug Administration down below the border narrowed 
echoed its blanket warning from the previous week when it said people shouldn't eat any romaine. The agency said romaine linked to the outbreak appears to be from the California Central Coast region. It said romaine from elsewhere should soon be labeled with harvest dates and regions so people know it's okay to eat. People shouldn't eat romaine that doesn't have the label information, says the FDA, and that carries across to Canada, too, for romaine that doesn't come in packaging. Grocers and retailers are being asked to post the information. Where was this from and when did it come in by the uh, in the food, uh, either in the produce department or by the cash register? And if you don't see any of such information, then don't be shy about asking. TransLink says new compass card wristbands, which provide the same tape tapping capability as a compass card, will be available starting Monday. For the time being, the wristbands can only be acquired from the Compass Customer Service Office. That's at the BD Street entrance of the Stadium Chinatown Station or at the West Coast Express Office down there inside the Waterfront Station. The wristbands will likely go pretty quickly. TransLink says 2,000 of them are being made for the first batch, 1,000 of the blue-colored for riders with an adult fare, and a 1,000 orange-colored wristbands for riders with a concession fare. The wristbands are made for frequent use and can be reloaded just like a card. Each wristband rather costs 6 bucks, which is the same deposit to acquire a card. If there is sufficient demand, which is likely, the Public Transit Authority will order more wristbands early next year. Other major transit systems elsewhere in the world, including Hong Kong with its Octopus card, have also introduced wearable designs to their transit payment smart cards. Oh, and a reminder here, it's Pledge Day time again. Since 1977, the CKNW Kids Fund has raised millions of dollars at our annual Pledge Day Radiothon. Next Tuesday, that's this coming up December 4th, we will be broadcasting live, this time from the Hill rooftop room of the Fairmont Hotel Vancouver. For many years, we were down in the lobby area. Nope, we're right up on top this year. All monies raised will go towards supporting the special needs of kids in Metro Vancouver and around the province. Province. Feel free to call in your donation on Tuesday, or if you want to come on downtown, join us for the festivities. That's at the rooftop room of the Hotel Vancouver, all day Tuesday. Those are some of the week's top consumer stories. We'll look at some more later this hour and next. But coming right up is Marty Cherich, the former Mr. Broadway Jewelers, with some shopping news you may appreciate hearing about as you look for the right gift for that special person in your life. Stay with us. We're coming right back. This is Vancouver Consumer. You're with 980 CKNW. And welcome back to the show this Saturday afternoon. Sterling Fox with you, joined in studio by Marty Cherich. Mr. Broadway Jewelers no longer is how I introduced him at the beginning of the show. Marty, good to see you again. Thank you, Sterling. It's, it's a pleasure to be back. Well, you had you had a couple of visits over the summer yes. uh, we, we, to, to talk about the big closing out sale. Yes. You uh, relinquished ownership yes. of Broadway Jewelers uh, yes. towards the end of the summer and joined us over the summer to talk about those amazing, amazing deals that you were offering to everyone as you made your exit. The question today, of course, is what the heck are you doing here now? I thought you were supposed to be playing pickleball in Scottsdale. Well, I have been and I will be. So, yes, the sale was a huge success and uh, we had a lot of happy customers coming in and it did end. And then I actually sold the business. So the new owner, her name is Tara, has taken over and Michelle and I have been teaching and training her all our ways. Mm -hmm. And um, to welcome people back and to get people get to know people and so on. She's going to do exactly what I was doing with regard to the sale, the 65% off that 
people appreciate it so much. She's going to do that from now until December 24th. Oh, fantastic. Yes. Well, that's a great way to start off. Uh, uh, first of all, maintaining the tradition of Broadway Jewelers, which has yes. been an institution in our city for a very long time. Yes. Uh, and also just, well, why not stick with the prices that are making people come uh, by to say hello? Well, and I'm looking at the website here, broadwayjewelers.ca, friends. Uh, and on the homepage, the headline is, Broadway Jewelers continues. And it talks about Tara being the new owner, and you and Michelle have been helping out, just sort of making that transition seamless. Right. So I'll just clarify. Michelle helped for the first couple of weeks. I'm helping until December 8th. That'll be my last day. And then Michelle is back and helping her until uh, full-time till the 24th. And then Michelle will continue to help her part-time January, February, perhaps March and April. But I will be gone as of one more week. I'm just just there helping in uh, an unofficial capacity to to bridge the uh, transition. Well, I thought we did a pretty good job. And of course, you had an excellent advertising campaign going on around the city uh, regarding the closeout, the fact that you were relinquishing ownership Mm -hmm. and and you wanted to go out with a bang, Mm -hmm. which you certainly have done. Certainly did. Uh, But it's also really quite kind of nice, Marty, to hear that the the tradition continues, and particularly with respect to those, well, I I used the word amazing when I was talking about them a moment or two ago, and they frankly are, uh, that's going to continue right up until Christmas Eve. Yes, so, uh, Sterling, I have to say, your show is a very big success. Many people came in and they had heard us talking, and of course they heard the ads as well. Um, So people would come in because of the ads, but they bought things because of the genuine good deals they were getting. And people had come in for perhaps one item, and they bought 10 items. People bought gifts for years in advance. Um, And they were and are great deals. There's maybe one advantage to come in now. Tara has brought in uh, much new stock. She has what I had left over. She bought the rest of my inventory. Right. But she brought in uh, all kinds of new inventory, so they'll be old and new. Uh, but but still uh, uh, priced at that uh, discount level. Again, and I, you did say ongoing, yes, till December 24th. Now, in, for the last 33 years, I always gave people great deals and good service, great service, but she will continue that. It won't be this price. She can't maintain that and stay in business. Right, of course. So it'll be this discount to the 24th. She'll it's probably, the special introductory campaign, exactly, right? Exactly. And then she'll probably close for a week, and then starting January, she'll she'll continue carry on, and hopefully for many years, the way I did for all those years with you know the best deal she can on an ongoing basis. Okay. Now, when you closed, uh, and, and I think officially yes. you were done uh, on the Labor Day weekend, did you, yes. have a, did you have a bit of a bash there, Marty? Did you throw a, a oh, party yeah, for yeah. For the staff and the, the clientele? Right. So there's a couple of things to answer that. So first of all, officially the, the sale and the, the, the it was going to end August 31st. And um, one of my customers insisted we have a party. We have a reception there. I was far too busy. Mm-hmm. And she kindly volunteered to do all the work. I said, well, if you want to do it, I'm happy to pay all the bills, but I have no time to do anything else. Sure. So sure enough, she went to, got the party sandwiches, the trays, the liquor, so forth and so on. And the last two days, I have pictures I can show you. I can't show the audience. Well, it's radio, but I'll, it's radio. I'll be happy to look at them during the news break. <laughs> and we had store full of people all that week, and we had a lot of refreshments. And the same customer is um, getting to know Tara, the new owner, and she's also, uh, I, I was going to say insisted, but I mean, she didn't you know, have to talk us into it. She also wants to help uh, Tara with the new uh, 
new uh, ownership. So she is going to have another one on Monday, December 17th. We're talking a bit of a splashy little gathering here at yeah. the, the, to meet the new gang at Broadway yeah. Jewelers? Yes. Well, the store is small, but it'll be crowded, but that's okay. And everything will be for sale there, and there will be a refreshment served again all day. I unfortunately won't be there. I'll, as I said, December 8th is my last day. I'll be gone. But uh, Tara and the customer and uh, Michelle will all be there helping the people come in and serving them nice things. And that's Monday. Monday, December 17th. Correct. Okay. 10.30 to 5.30. Okay. Just standard, uh, it's just a Monday, a Monday party. Yeah. It's a great way to start off a week as you close in on the Christmas season, right? Because yeah. yes. that, that puts you into a party. If you're going out on a Monday to have yeah. a couple of uh, uh, a couple of glasses of wine and some cheese and meet the new people and do a little shopping, that uh, tunes you up nicely yeah. for the for the week and a half remaining before Christmas. One week. That's Except right. Following Monday that's the 24th. The, that's, that's right. One week. That's right. So yes. uh, now tell us a little bit about uh, some of the new inventory. You were talking about the remaining inventory that yes. was left after you uh, finished up. Yes. But Tara's brought in some new new stuff. So tell us about uh, some of the, the, the types of pieces yes. available. Well, I can't tell you specifically because she did that. However, I can tell you that I've connected her with all my old suppliers. She's using the same goldsmith now and moving forward. She's using the same watchmaker, and she's using all my suppliers. I introduced her to them all, and they're all giving her the same kind of courtesies and kindness they gave me. So they're, they've given her a lot of jewelry, and they gave her the discount prices. So uh, I can't tell you specifically. People have to come in and see it. Sure. But it's the same suppliers, the same people that I've been using all these years. Well, this is good to know because one of the things that you've established over your many years in the jewelry business and your folks before you, Mm -hmm. uh, as they, it is an ongoing family enterprise. In in other stores, yes. That's right. Uh, But but you you have established a level of quality uh, of product and quality of service. So, and this happens quite frequently as people discover heirloom pieces, for example, mm-hmm. and decide, you know, this is this was given to me through an estate or passed down uh, from a relative who's passed on and so on. It's a beautiful piece, but I kind of like to modernize it. It's a it's a hundred years old, mm-hmm. and you don't want to mess with the stones or the mm-hmm. settings much. But maybe you want to make it look a little like a twenty one twenty first century piece. Mm-hmm. And you do that sort of work, don't we you? We do. We do remakes of people's old, old jewelry, and I say, as I said, it's the same goldsmith. And also, you just made me think of something very important to say, Tara does not have a history in jewelry business. She wants to do things the way that we did things. So that that is why Michelle and I are teaching her, and she's taking it all in, and she is going to, at least in the beginning months, do everything that we were doing. She could, I believe, make improvements in the future because I'm a bit of a dinosaur, and I didn't do modern techni- technological things. And She has internet now, by the way. She well, has I, internet I was, in the store. I was just going to say, <laughs> and, and the, but the website's nice and freshly updated to uh, reflect gonna, all of the new stuff. It's going to be redone. She just added to the the rather poor website I had, and she's going to redo that as well. So there will be, she's going to learn everything the way we've been doing it, and then she's going to improve from there. And I'm just, again, I'm quoting from the website, engagement rings, wedding bands, diamond rings, heirloom and custom rings, earrings, bracelets, watches, and more. At this time of year, as people really focus their purchasing on those super special gifts, particularly for the love of your life or the hardest person in the world to please mm-hmm. that's in your life. What sort of pieces, jewelry speaking, do they gravitate towards? What do they like? Well, there's no one answer to that. It's an individual thing because you just now listed off all the things, and the answer is all those things. Okay. So, you know, there's a range, um, whether it's, it's an engagement ring or or a necklace or some uh, estate piece, 
everybody's different, and uh, Tara will have all that for everybody. Are there current jewelry trends, for example, that uh, the young people are wearing? Uh, I I see still, I see a lot of ankle bracelets and a lot of really flashy, bangly wrist bracelets. Mm -hmm. Uh, I see that a lot these days. Is that, it's not hardly trendy. It's uh, people, bracelets have always been popular, but I see like stacks of them, like like a dozen of them on somebody's wrist. Yeah. Well, I always tended to do traditional jewelry that would, forever. And again, for now, Tara's going to continue in that in that vein. I know the U.S. often has these trends. They come and go. I tend not to go with those trendy things. Mm-hmm. I go for modern and nice jewelry, but something that's going to be enduring. Okay. Uh, the Typically, the busiest time of year for weddings mm-hmm. is June. That, that's that's right. our, our busiest month, and you would back right. that up. You've been in business since 1985. You know this. It's a fact. Right. However, yes. around the Christmas holiday season, a lot of engagements happen, don't they? Good, good question. So, yes, the fact that the weddings occur in June, July, August – means they might buy the wedding bands there then. But people come more often around December to uh, to look for engagement rings. People like to give it at Christmas and New Year's or Valentine's Day in February. So, yeah, the fact that the weddings occur in the summer means that the engagement rings are often uh, purchased six months earlier. How frequently do people, do guys come in and buy that engagement ring hoping it will fit versus coming in with the lady in their lives going, we'd like to try and, and we'd like to have it. I want to make sure this one fits. Right. I don't want to have to come back. Okay, so the fit is secondary. The real question maybe you're asking is how often do they come in and choose the ring to surprise the lady and how often do they come in and make the decision together? So the, que- the answer to that question is, 50-50. Okay. But when a gentleman comes in and he, he expresses doubt or concern, well, it might not be the right one, how do I know? I always reassure them that, first of all, my experience is you'll probably be correct. 95% of the time, the fellow picks the right one. But if it's wrong, come back and exchange it. Okay. And in terms of size, that's not a big deal. It's not like buying a shoe where you go and the, the size is important. Right. When you buy jewelry, what you're what you want is the right diamond and the right mound and the right style, and size is important. So I always advise the the gentleman to to pick the ring, and after it's presented, bring in the lady's finger, preferably with the lady. Attached, yes, yeah. that'd be handy. Yeah. <laughs> and the ring, and we'll measure it properly and do it. I, I Many times I've... Not outright refuse, but I've encouraged the person not to size it ahead of time because we could size it a second time, but let's wait and do it right. Get it plus, once. it gives them the option to exchange it if they want to before we size it. Interesting stuff. Our guest yeah. in studio is Marty Charich from Broadway Jewelers, uh, which is located, of course, at 943 West Broadway, right there by BCAA near Broadway and Oak. BCA is no more. I'm oh, the, is that right? You're I'm the, the only o- guy there now. I'm the oldest. Well, not I. I keep saying that. Broadway Jewish is the oldest business on the block. Is that right? Nobody now? was there when I came. Interesting you stuff. You moved to Burnaby. You've outlasted the whole crowd then. Everyone. No one was there when I started the business. Lots more with Mar- Marty Cherich after the news. And welcome back to Vancouver Consumer this Saturday afternoon. Eight degrees and, well, a bit of a mix of sun and clouds. Santa Claus parade forecast for noon tomorrow is clear and sunny and seven degrees and 300,000 folks expected to be right in our neighborhood, right down here by the Vancouver Art Gallery for the big guy and his parade. Don't forget to bring a food bank donation with you when you come along. Marty Cherich is in studio. Mr. Broadway Jewelers, no more, except that you're still kind of hanging around because you've sold the business – 
uh, we, we had some great uh, conversations over the summer about the way you were going about selling your business with these wonderful discounts you were offering to everyone. The new owner, Tara, has decided... I think wisely, Marty, it's a brilliant move from where I'm sitting, to continue this campaign right up to Christmas Eve. It's, it's a great way to continue the, the, the theme of Broadway jewelers and the kind of quality you've been developing for since 1985, but also to stay consistent with the pricing that's been going on now for the last several months. Right. So I'm semi-retired. I'm a week away from full retirement. So as I mentioned earlier, I'm helping Tara for one more week until next Saturday. And I guess you're correct, although it's not continuing, we stopped it when August 31st, and uh, she bought the business November 1st, and the sale starts again now mm-hmm. until December 24th. So it was a three-week uh, window of continuing that what we were doing before. Well, and the timing couldn't be better, of course, from the from the perspective of the shopper. And the, and uh, here we are in December 1st. Yes, the countdown has actually begun now. And of course, Santa's arriving tomorrow. It's all it all times out beautifully, doesn't it? And I want to remind everyone too, and I will again before you go about the reception to meet the new people. Right. Coming up on Monday, December 17th, uh, all day during uh, business hours at Broadway Jewelers there at 943 West Broadway near Oak. Correct. Uh, Marty, I wanted to, we were talking earlier about trends. Mm-hmm. And you said you don't last in my business by being catering to trends. Well, I, said, I didn't say you don't last. Others do that. Okay. Uh, I, I don't. I like the traditional. And we, you know, we, we try to be modern and current, sure. but traditional. All right. Yes. You, you pay attention to trends. Absolutely. You don't necessarily pander to Perfect. trends. Exactly. But I wanted to ask you about one, I think, I know my wife thinks of these as a staple in terms of jewelry, Mm -hmm. pearls. Mm -hmm. Pearls seem to me to be timeless. You can go back and and look at pictures of women from 1,000, 2,000 years ago, and they're wearing pearls. And it appears to me at least that they're still popular. Is that the case, or am I I the dinosaur in this conversation? No, you're absolutely correct. Uh, I sold a lot of pearls. I always did well with pearls. And Tara uh, has a tendency to like pearls, and she's uh, restocked also with a lot of pearls. So the pearl selection at Broadway Jewelers is fantastic. So it's funny you should ask that because pearls was a big part of my business and uh, Tara on her own volition because I mentioned I didn't choose what, what she purchased. I just hooked her up with the people. Mm-hmm. She she has a lot of pearl jewelry to sell. Earrings, rings, pendants, uh, bracelets, and necklaces. It's almost like we set it up, <laughs> but we didn't. Well, that's <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, and funny. it does retain its popularity even uh, in t- 2018 Christmas time. Absolutely. That's why I like pearls, which is what I said earlier. I like something that's timeless mm-hmm. and always have been and I believe always will be as far as I, I, I can guess. Okay. I should mm-hmm. remind our listeners that, uh, as is always the case on Vancouver Consumer, the lines are wide open. If you'd like to jump in on this conversation, you may do so simply by dialing 604-280-9898. Again, 604-280-9898. Now, uh, you were telling me a story during the news break uh, about, uh, you because you, you were in the store earlier today. Yes. Uh, again, doing your level best to make that transition as smooth as possible. And you ran into a young man who, uh, was he looking for an engagement ring, Marty? Yes. So uh, just as I was leaving, I had my coat on and uh, this this fellow comes in and he heard the radio ad and what he explained to me that he had listened to the ads that ran for my closing out sale and for whatever reason, he was busy with his business and so on. He didn't make it in. He was really disappointed. Well, he came in today to get that engagement ring, and he was thrilled because uh, he was able to get exactly what I had before at exactly that same price, so he had uh, a second chance. Wow. 
how often you get a second chance in life. Well, ex- exactly, <laughs> especially to save that kind of significant amount of money and get the same quality stuff you had hoped to get. Life gets in the way sometimes, Marty. Right. We have the best of intentions, and sometimes we just never get to finishing things up. So this fellow lucked out. Yes. And ended up getting the same price he had hoped to get during the summer sale. Exactly. Another thing that I just thought of was really important. When I was having my clothes now, so I didn't know that I would be selling the business. I didn't know that Tara would be carrying on as she is. So, so many people asked me, Marty, where do we go? Who can we trust? There's no jewelers around here, and I would... I don't want to find a new one anyway, no matter where it is. Well, that's a fair question, you know, especially people, multi-generational families you've been dealing with now for a long time. And even just the people, new customers, customers in the area. Uh, and I was asked dozens, probably hundreds of times, and unfortunately, I always said, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to say that anymore. So now the answer is, come back to Broadway Jewelers. Tara, as I mentioned earlier, is learning our ways, and she has the same people Uh, helping her in terms of the goldsmith and the watchmaker. And so now I have a very good answer. Please come back to Broadway Jewelers and uh, let Tara take care of you. But you don't have to go anywhere else. You don't have to uh, just uh, just keep coming back to that uh, popular location you've been Mm -hmm. coming to. And perhaps your mom and dad were coming to uh, years ago as well. I I think I mentioned on the last show I had grandchildren. I had three generations. And if you count the baby that was with the third generation who didn't, uh, couldn't reach into his pocket. <laughs> I had four generations buying from me. As that's that's now that must have been a fun moment for you. It was, I mean, I, I, you're you're in a business in which you know it, it the whole uh, the quality of service and repetitive business and word of mouth. It's the key to success in your business. You know, I used to be a social worker before I did. this. I know that. Right. So the woman uh, was. A social worker I worked with, and she was my customer. And then her children, uh, who were you know, middle-aged, they came in and bought jewelry. And then their children came in and got their engagement rings. And then they had a baby and came in with the baby. So that was the four generations. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that was, that's a payback moment for you, huh? Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Catherine, Catherine rather, in Surrey wants to ask a question. Catherine, good afternoon. Thanks for waiting. Hi. I just wanted to know if you had anything special to say about opals, anything that comes to mind about history or anything, a nugget that I could take away from this conversation. Are you interested in buying one, or have you been given one and you're trying to figure out whether it's valuable or not? No, I just love them. Okay. I I really do, yeah. What can you tell Catherine about opals, Marty? I can tell her to come to Broadway Jewelers, because Tara has some beautiful opal jewelry. She has two rings in particular that are full of fire and life, and they're really nice, and they're discounted at 65% off. Uh, Is that your birthstone? What month were you born in? Oh, February. Yeah. Amethyst. What do you think of amethyst? Does that appeal to you? I I do like it, but I really love opals, too. Okay. (laughs) Do you have any pieces already? I don't. Oh, well, no. it's never too late to get started. I just want to know some history on it. That's all. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, good yeah. That, it's good that you called, Catherine, and uh, uh, we'll uh, just remind you that the prices that Marty's talking about for opals and everything else in the store, 65% off. So if you're going to get started on a stone you've always had a kind of a keen, special interest in, and you want to take your first leap well, it's sixty five percent off. It's not exactly high risk, Marty. It's pretty. Mm. It, it, to her timing, Catherine's right. timing is impeccable as well. So um, let's. T- I talked about pearls. Catherine yeah. wants to know about opals. What other traditional pieces remain as popular as they always have been? Well, you know, with colored stones, the rubies, emeralds, and sapphires are uh, are the most popular. 
and there's always a good selection of that. But there's some other stones, such as amethyst that I mentioned earlier, and blue topaz, and the different birthstones and garnet that are very pretty, very nice looking, and not expensive. Mm-hmm. So uh, often a, a an emerald, a good quality emerald, will be expensive. A ruby might be as well. But the um, the February, the January, and um, uh, November birthstones are not expensive. You can get a really beautiful piece of jewelry for two, three, four hundred dollars. Another thing, just to answer the previous caller's question in general, I mean, I don't want to slough her off, but that kind of thing, I don't know if we have time for it. That information, it's just general information, nothing right. specific to, to Broadway Jewelers. It can be looked up on, uh, in this day on the Internet. Mm-hmm. But one thing I want to say about when you, when you buy a colored stone, whereas with diamonds you need to, well, you need to trust the jeweler with colored stones too, but you need to trust the, the jeweler in terms of the clarity and color and the honesty and the integrity of what they're selling and what the clarity and all the specifications are. With colored stones, often... To a point, what you see is what you get. Right. So in terms of if you see an opal and it doesn't appeal to you, uh, it doesn't appeal to you. If you see one that's full of fire and life and it has the colors because blue isn't better than green, it isn't better than red, but you may like red and not green, so that's better for you. Right. So, um, But one color isn't more valuable, no, say, than the other. No. And a lot that's a kind of a myth, you know. People mm-hmm. think things like that. Well, mm-hmm. I got a blue opal, so it's worth a lot more than your green one. Right. So you um, you know, you want to get a, a, an opal that appeals to you. And with any colored stone, um, you know, like, say, for example, a sapphire, mm-hmm. people have the myth that darker is better. Not true. You want a stone that's lively. So it could be a lighter stone, a Ceylon sapphire that's light blue and full of life, and that's going to be a nice, valuable stone. You could have a dark one that's full of life that, that, that's valuable, but you could have a lighter, dark one that's dull. So you can be not an expert, and when you look at a colored stone, you will know if it appeals to you or not. Same is true for diamonds, except for diamonds, you do want to pay more attention to the grading and get the clarity of color that you want. And I'm glad you brought I mean, you went, you went back to diamonds, because I was mm-hmm. going to ask you about colored stones and diamonds fitting into the same conversation this way. You have the diamonds, the clear stone, mm-hmm. but you also have pink diamonds and yellow diamonds. Mm-hmm. Are they more valuable or less than the clear ones, or that is, is that another urban uh, jewelry myth? Uh, it's a little complicated, so... A valuable diamond, desirable diamond, for the most part, is lacking color. It okay. has absolute color. It's okay. white. And it goes down the scale, and if it's off color, it's worth less. Until it reaches the very end of the scale, and then you get the bright yellow, like the movie stars wear, yeah. and, and then it has a, a greater value. So it gets it diminishes in value as you go down until you get to the extreme bright yellow, um, and bright pink and, and blues, these other colors, the natural ones are very valuable. Oh, okay. And very rare. Interesting stuff. Mm. And colored stones, uh, just walk, you walk through any shopping mall where there's mm. a dozen jewelry stores, and at this time of year particularly, Marty, the colored stones are very prominently displayed. Those, those are the eye catchers they, right. want to, they want you to stop and have a look at. Are they actually that popular? Well, right, for the reason I said, like uh, some of them are very pretty, very beautiful and not that expensive. Mm-hmm. So that's a good combination. Yeah. Right. You know. Oh, sure. But, you know, you buy a top quality one carat emerald, you're going to pay a lot of money. You can buy a top quality one carat amethyst or garnet or blue topaz, and there's other stones. I you know, is there, um, um, 
citrines um, and and not pay so much money. So you get a beautiful look for not a lot for that, that's not expensive. Oh, okay. Again, back to the website here, friends, which mm. is uh, by the way BroadwayJewelers.ca. If you want to have a look, and and, and Catherine was uh, talking about you were recommending Catherine go on the internet to learn a lot more about opals uh, and and you just Google opals, right? I and met, that'll go on for pages. Yeah, I mentioned a few things, but that kind of general knowledge, I you know, you just look it up. Sure, exactly. But as we get to BroadwayJewelers.ca, it's important to remind everyone that uh, a lot of the uh, pieces that are available at these amazing discount prices are on the website. You can have a look at some of the uh, pieces that are available, and certainly they're typical of the of the other pieces in the store as well. Sterling, so I have to say, I didn't look at the website as we've established already. I'm not a person in this century and so on. I'm not even sure what it shows on the website, so I'm not totally sure that what you see in terms of samples are are, are, are there or still there. They might have been sold. Oh, okay. So I'm sorry. Uh, you know, again, we're not discussing these things in advance, so I don't know about the re- correlation between the website and what's really there. I do know there's a lot of nice jewelry in the store. I know that. And, 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 and it, again, it's pretty representative, as I said, of right. the sorts of, of the quality yes. of, of the pieces that are available in the store. Yes, that's fair enough. Okay, and and uh, so the new owner of Broadway Jewelers is Tara. Uh, she's still being supported by you and Michelle as yes. this this transition uh, takes place. Yes. Uh, you're there at the store for another week. Yes. And Michelle is going to be there up until Christmas. Yes. And then Tara and her new team, yes. uh, which will feature Michelle occasionally, yeah, she's will carry doing, on after after the new year. Yeah, Michelle will be there weekly. She won't be there full-time, but she'll be there every week for a few months. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Sure. Uh, Lucille in Burnaby, hello to you. Oh, hi. Hi, Marty. I, hi. I've been in your store a few times where appraisals and stuff like that. Okay. Anyway, yeah, question for you. Yes. Canadian Arctic diamonds, are they just or more valuable than other diamonds, I guess, that come Mm -hmm. from Africa or Johannesburg, wherever? That's a good question. It's a very good question. So the the general answer is no, but let me explain. A diamond is a diamond is a diamond, so you need to compare apples to apples. The fact that it's Canadian does not give it a greater value. If you get a well-cut VS2 G-colored diamond, it doesn't matter where it's cut and made, it'll have the same value. Now, if you were to come to me looking for a diamond and you specified it had to be in Canada, had to be Canadian uh-huh. uh, mined and made, I, it, I might not get the best deal because you're narrowing my search, and so it might cost you more, not that you're maybe 10% more, but you're not getting necessarily 10% more value, it's just because for whatever reason you want a Canadian diamond. So... To answer the question, no, a diamond is a diamond, but it might have an added value because it might be uh, you might be more specific. So, in the search. A, a South African diamond is, in terms of the international uh, marketplace, the same yes. as a, an, a Yukon diamond. Yes. Uh, so there's that emotional attachment, yes. perhaps, by Canadians yes. who want Canadian pieces. Yes. And if you had to pay a little premium for that, that's what it costs. Yeah, you may or may not have to, but yes, exactly. All right, cool stuff, yes. uh, Marty. Thanks so much for this. We're, we're fresh out of time. Uh, oh. It's great to see you again. I had not expected to see you again. I thought you'd be long gone, but it's a great idea to to uh, to take the business and literally hold the, the new owner's hand and make sure that they make those important connections with your clientele who have been worried and asking you, where the heck are we going to go now? Well, they don't have to go anywhere. 
Well, I'm pretty confident this is it. This is the last you're going to see of me. <laughs> Unless it's on the pickleball court. Well, there you go. I, I may get my, my way down to Scottsdale eventually and take you on for a round. Let's do that. Good to see you again. Have a great Christmas. I know it's really early and uh, we're kind of uh, beating the, the, the pack on this, but I'm not going to see you uh, until sometime in the new year. So all the best to you. Thanks, Darlene. All right. We're all back right. after this. And once again, our thanks to Marty Cherich for a fun, informative visit. Some pretty amazing deals to be found for that special person in your life this Christmas. Next hour, we'll introduce you to Janine Carlson, one of the many nice folks at Home Instead Senior Care. Time now for Dooley Noted. And this time around, our producer, Ben Dooley, has a look at a Payless prank. Payless top fashion influencers, a lesson about shoes. By opening a fake store that sold bargain retailer shoes at designer prices. Payless Shoe Source held a launch party in Los Angeles for the bogus label Paylessy and invited the fashionistas to sample the merchandise. The company then posted a video of what happened on Facebook. The VIP shoppers paid as much as $645 for shoes that typically sell from $19.99 to $39.99 at Payless. The store rang up $3,000 before Payless came clean with the reveal. Here's one shopper's reaction. Shut up. Are you serious? The pranked shoppers got their money back and were allowed to keep the shoes. Their reactions will be featured in a series of commercials. I'm Ben Dooley, and that's Dooley Noted. Thank you, Ben. Time for a couple more consumer quickies before the news. News from BC Ferries this week as they submitted their new capital plan along with projections of traffic demands to the Commission. And it's a dramatic effort to take things to the next level. One main reason, last year BC Ferries carried 22 million passengers and 8.7 million vehicles, which is about the maximum capacity the system can handle in its present setup. So BC Ferries wants to spend 2.3 billion bucks on vessels and another 1.3 billion to upgrade its terminals, including a complete makeover of Horseshoe Bay, the busiest terminal in the system. Despite being completely swamped during the summer months, BC Ferries actually only runs at 70% capacity on an annual basis. It's the most ambitious spending plan in the corporation's history, and it's not a done deal yet either. First, it has to be approved, and then the multi-year plan will begin to take effect. And don't forget, Tip, uh, ship replacements rather typically take three to five years. Uh, just a quick reminder again, next Tuesday, December 4th, is the CKNW Kids Fund Pledge Day. CKNW will be broadcasting live from the rooftop room of the Fairmont Hotel Vancouver. Such memories in that venue. Please support the kids by calling in a donation, or you're most welcome to come on by and uh, visit. Pay us a visit, uh, drop off a donation, uh, say hello, and meet some of the CKNW team. All the details at CKNW Kids fund.com and that is our first hour of vancouver consumer today produced by ben dooley with andrew ferrera driving coming up after the news you'll meet janine carlson from home instead senior care stay with us you're on 980 cknw the proceeding was a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser the opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of cknw